0: is jeans and a nice top a crash course in modern dating with ash and mel hi ash hi mel and hello listeners for the grand finale of season two of jeans and a nice top
1: Yes, we are taking a little break because well, actually we're really not doing anything. It's lockdown in New South Wales. but
0: Really, it's just that's just how seasons of podcasts work. You have to take a, l- a little break.
1: And look, I personally would love extra time to do fucking nothing. So mm. <laughs> no, I'm actually incredibly in- invested in some crime shows. So I-, I actually am excited that I'll have one extra night for crime show watching. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well,
0: Hey, what else has been happening aside from crime shows, working from home, and handfuls of nothing?
1: Yeah, well, pretty much my entire life revolves around Love Island, which is not a crime show. It's a reality show. It's crime, how bad it is. it's fucking amazing. It's on every single night of the week. Mm. And I cannot tell you. So I'm currently living with Tom in lockdown, so we're not actually officially moved in together. We're just sort of temporarily moved in together. And... It has been a time. It's been great. I would say the overall overarching umbrella is fab and having a great time with this period. <laughs> I just
0: with feel like- pepperings <laughs> of he's going to kill you.
1: <laughs> oh, he's yeah. done with your shit. Uh, my fucking house, shit. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <But I> feel- <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, you know what? You don't realize I feel I've been single for so long or – At the very least, like, I've been single predominantly for the last 10 years, right?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. That I haven't had – and I've never lived with a guy. And having someone in your space makes you realise how insanely anal you are about things. Like, I am so specific about the way that I live, and I never realised it until Tom was in my space because I live with my sister and we are the same. Like, we grew up the same, so therefore we have the same level of cleanliness – we have the same, like, weird things around the house. Like, my weirdest thing, I reckon, is that I'm obsessed with, like, having a shower before bed, but I'm also obsessed with clean feet before bed. And so, Tom, like, I force him to wear slippers to and from the bathroom or, like, to and from the kitchen to get water. Because I'm like, don't put your filthy feet in the bed. And he's like, but I had a shower, like, 30 minutes ago. And I'm like, yeah, but you just walked all over the floor. Well, Even though the floor what? is vacuumed daily. Yes. I have a like whole thing about it. Yes. Yeah, so what? the floor is clean. I know that I'm, I'm revealing a lot of concerning elements to my cleanliness here. But, yeah, the floors are clean. But – There's just microscopic dirt out there, okay? And I don't want it in the bed. The bed is a place of safe haven. It should not be filthied up with dirty feet. So, yeah, Tom, I think really... Tom's had a real time. <laughs>
0: How the hell do you switch from like the floors are dirty to let's start foreplay? I mean, yeah. in what world are you setting <laughs> the scene for sex? Like, you need to show your man you are ready and, and willing and like keen for him to ravish you. Not asking him like, to in- <laughs>
1: get your dirty feet out of the bed
0: with <laughs> the showers, and also you have like floors. You need to live in like a hut with dirt.
1: oh my god anyone would think he's gone like he's been out all day barefooted like plowing the fields and come home and i'm like get out of the bed
0: this this Uh, is concerning we could unpack this
1: i know it's a whole other thing i think that's a whole other episode for season three is around like the way that you (laughs) like all your weird little things because even in dating it happens like i do remember dating where at first you just accept anything right like you'll go to a dude's house and they don't even have like a fitted sheet on the mattress it's just like A raw dog mattress right Mm -hmm. and then you would sleep on that with your head on a moldy pillow that if you opened it would be black inside from the age and amount of hair sweat that's gone into it right you would do that willingly wearing your makeup because you didn't have a makeup wipe to take it off Mm,
0: i've taken my makeup off with sunscreen in a dude's bathroom (laughs) once because that's all i could find
1: But you know and then but then like 2 months down the track, 3 months down the track, you start being like, "Oh, babe, do you think you can replace your pillows?" Like you know that a guy that I dated um I literally convinced him to throw out two pillows and then I actually gave him two pillows that I had and then he dumped me and now I just think about him lying on my pillows all the time. Like he lies on my pillows. And and he wouldn't have those pillows if it wasn't for me. <laughs> Dear God, listeners. I'm sorry. I think I've been in lockdown too long. <laughs> this is chaotic even for me, this, this yeah, conversation. This, I was
0: going to say, Mel Mel is giving us a real insider <laughs> look. But, hey, I mean, I yeah, do, I, I, I do appreciate a clean house and a firm new pillow.
1: Oh, it's there's nothing better. Replace there's nothing those. Better. You're not an animal. Replace those Replace bitches. Those. They need replacing. They're gross. Um, I need to shut the fuck up. What is supposed to be going on with you?
0: Mate, not much. Uh just been going for my stupid little daily walk. Yes. Uh where I listened to a great, great playlist called Euphoric as Fuck Queensland. Search yes, on Spotify. I saw you post about it me. has many, many Aussie hits. If you are feeling a little bit constrained by the city it will transport you to uh really just a great country pub dance floor
1: oh cold school that's where i want to be right now Where i want
0: to be right now so that is a great playlist for your dumb little government sanctioned walks
1: oh god i'm so bored of this well
0: (laughs) i i also have another another titillating um suggestion for your viewing pleasure so i never knew anything about alan bond Bondy. Oh, where is this going? <laughs> so apparently Alan Bond is like Australia's most infamous white-collar criminal.
1: I didn't know that either.
0: Yeah, iconic. Anyway. I so, thought he was a
1: cricket player.
0: He mm, he did not have – he was sh- a shapely man. So oh. essentially he was like a, a poor man's Australian version of Wolf of Wall Street. So he was like Wolf of oh. Wall Street but with like less illicit drugs. but less hot. Yeah, way less hot, yeah. Yeah. He was not hot. But he's still like – had two wives, but hmm. anyway, it's the story of Alan Bond, great Australian miniseries drama. All of our favourites are in there. It 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 was it was gri- it was gripping. I would say gripping.
1: Yeah, has it got like five of the twenty? You know, you need <laughs> bingo. Five card. of this this bingo card to make it a great Australian drama. <laughs> It had the Australian
0: actors in it where you don't remember their names, but you're like, you're in everything. So it wasn't like Aaron Jeffries
1: who was like. It's like Stephen Curry.
0: Yeah, like who you're looking at them and you're like, (laughs) you're in everything, but like,
1: who are you? It's not
0: like I can't rattle off their names. They're not like the Asher of the world.
1: No, this was like me with Puberty Blues because I was like, also they've all got 70s hair. So I'm like, wait, that guy is in everything, but I don't know who he is. Is it is it, it was Dan Cullen? Wiley. Oh, Dan Wiley. Oh no, it was God. Dan Wiley.
0: <laughs> Dan Wiley is in everything.
1: Everything. He's and in everything. So
0: is Ben Mendelsohn. I'm always, every time I see that guy, I'm like, yeah. you're creepy. You always play the same, like, grubby guy. And I also and wonder. And he is another
1: one like, um, what's his name? Like Samuel Johnson, where they permanently look like they rolled out of bed that, oh, an hour ago. Totally. Like, permanently.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and always have that. He's always has that weird serial killer like look on his face, like he could kill you mm. without any emotion to it. Anyway, yeah. great show cool. suggestion, great. playlist suggestion there. Uh, both red hot.
1: Ash coming through with actual suggestions and me just, like, making your anxiety flare up because of my chaotic energy. But uh, we're not talking about lockdown. We're not talking no. about playlists or tv we are
0: we are talking about something that will round off this season quite nicely we are talking about the i would argue fabled concept of closure
1: yes oh my god i feel like i've wanted to talk about this for so long and i think we've touched on it Mm -hmm. in various episodes because we have done things like should you text your ex and like yeah you know dealing with fade outs and all of those things all of them kind of you know they all come to this point of closure, right? Like this need for answers and – or not even answers, like sometimes it's about answers, but a lot of the time it's just this perfect conversation or this perfect tying off a relationship or a dating thing or something with a bow, isn't it?
0: It is. And, uh, I mean, I would say that closure is a myth. It's that something that we always chase because we are inherently just – we like to have that finite ending to things. We, we love that. Mm. Our brain can understand that. But really, whenever you've gotten closure, it was never the closure you wanted.
1: No, it never feels good. It always feels icky and unfinished. I don't know. Like I was the queen of trying to chase closure as we've
0: talked oh, about many times. Oh, yeah. Those big messages. Excuse yep, me. Hi, the hi, hi, The essays.
1: <laughs> right back, please. Right back. But they've <laughs> never, I've never... And, like, I still think that I, to some degree, I think it's natural to chase closure, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. it's natural, particularly if you are the person that has been heartbroken in some way. And that could be after someone ghosted you. It could be after a fling. It could be after a short relationship, a long one. doesn't matter what it is. I think that when your heart is broken, your heart is broken. And naturally, you want some – it's almost like you feel adrift, hmm and you want something to cling to, and sometimes you want something to cling to because you want, like, a reason for why it happened, whether that's a reason, like, you did something, which was me, Captain Low Self-Esteem, 2017.
0: <laughs> Can I get a shirt with that? I want a shirt Captain
1: with that Captain Low honor. Self-Esteem, 20- 2015 to 2017 over here. If we make merch, um, guys, that'll be it. That's the that's the merch. But, you know, like like mm. I would always be like, what could I have done better if I hadn't said that, if I hadn't done that? And I would ask and I would be like, you know, would you be breaking up with me if this didn't happen? Even the recent – my recent heartbreak that I love to constantly bring up um, – I remember saying like, was this because we, I said we should be casual because I think we'd we'd gone into something like casually and I was very like firm on it being casual because I hadn't dated for a while, then caught the feelings, then got dumped and then had, was like, was it this? But the thing is, it's never that, it's never you, it's never the reason that you think it is. But also, even if you hear the actual reason, you will find new little anxieties that's Dem off that, that you need answered. And I've had that because I've had people point blank say to me things like, I just don't love you or I don't see a future in this relationship because I don't have those feelings for you. And they're pretty clear point blank Exactly, but you just examples, not listening. Then you find more things. No, and you find yeah. more things and you're like, oh, now there's another thing that I could definitely do to fix this and, you know.
0: And as I've said many times on this podcast and I firmly believe it, listen to what people are telling you. Put your big girl and your big boy listening ears on. And if you're hearing nothing, no response is your response. Let that be your closure. Move yeah. on. Like if someone doesn't have the maturity or the time of day for you to sit down and lay it on the table, well... I mean, that says a lot about their character, not yours.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And no answer is an answer. That is, like, really the crux of it. Like, if someone won't be clear with you, if someone won't give you an answer, the answer is that they don't like you enough to pursue this relationship anymore. The end. And it's the shittest feeling. The worst. But you, I always, you know what helped me a lot was reframing it and thinking about, times that I haven't been that into somebody, my feelings in that space, like when you're not that into somebody for whatever reason, and it's usually nothing to do with them. It's usually like, they're a great person because you're amazing and you only date great people, right?
0: Classic. Of course, (laughs) Mel,
1: of course. course. (laughs) You know, and then, but there's just something that's not working and it could be your own circumstances not lining up or they just don't, you know, you don't have the spark, whatever it is you know, in that place, you're, you don't want to write to them. You don't want to work on it. You don't want to know what they could have done. You don't want them to have done anything differently. You just don't want to be with them. And when I think about it that way, and then I flip it and go, Oh, that's how this person feels like there's nothing I can do here because they just don't want it to work. And that's- now
0: they're not into it. Maybe it's just yeah. like they're not into it, they're not into you, they're not keen and that sucks and you're going to have to lick your wounds. Yeah. But in quiet. I would say, I argue that you should be doing that sort of in the peace and quiet of your own uh, personal enclave of friends and family and support rather than in front of them because if you keep going yeah. to them looking for so if you do receive the in inverted commas closure, and then you go back to them for uh, seeking some support or guidance on how to navigate that closure, oh, you yeah, it does it that doesn't feel good. That feels even worse because you know what they do? Then they
1: pity you. Yeah, and this oh. is the thing. Like I also then feel don't like don't shit all over yourself when you fuck up and you text them. Don't. Don't hate yourself if you get drunk one night and then you do ask for closure. It's fine.
0: Or if you get an I Uber think- to their house and knock on the door <laughs> looking for closure and they ask you to leave. Oh my God. Who would do that?
1: Or- <laughs> who, would, who would do that? Who would do that? <laughs> who would walk into their house and just be crying in front of them, asking them like why covered, they broke Like Covered
0: in them. perfume because you thought maybe they would that would sort of evoke some memories.
1: <laughs> no, do not no. do that but like look if you do do it fuck it it happened it's okay i think that the the red zone is when you because you know we we have feelings and feelings aren't controllable and you're not going to act perfectly and that's fine Mm. and you know you're going to fuck up sometimes and and kick yourself for it and just get over it get up back get back on your horse pull up your big girl big boy panties etc but i think the problem comes when we like need it and we in the light of day, no red wine influencing our minds, we are like, no, I need closure. I will not rest till I get this closure. Because what you're actually doing is just leaving this wound in your heart, like gaping open. And guess what? They don't have a wound in their heart. They don't have it. No. Nope. And if they do, if it was a long relationship and it was a hard breakup and you know, you're both licking your wounds, they're already fixing theirs because they don't want to get back together and they don't want to talk it over again. And they don't have the answers as well. Like this is the other thing. A lot of the time you think that your partner or the person that has ended it with you has the answers. They don't. Sometimes there's no real answer. Like, fuck, I've just not liked people. And if that person had said to me, but why don't you like me? Sometimes I'd be like, I don't fucking know. Like I actually don't know why. I just know that I don't want to be with you anymore.
0: And if you you push and push and push that person to give you that, it, sucks I would rather protect what little sort of self-esteem I have left and start to I guess mend my own self-esteem rather than push them until they gave you an answer that was I just don't know I just don't like you I have the yeah. no reasons I just don't want you that yeah. sucks like I would rather just end it and then move on and start working on my own stuff like it's cliche as that sounds I'm not gonna no, go to a yoga totally. retreat but you know I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah for long meandering walks around the park and, and think about where my head's at. I also think that
1: so often we're not, we call it closure, but what we're really doing is either trying to get them back or mm. trying to convince them that they lost the best thing they ever had. Oh, like
0: that is a cruel reality, isn't it?
1: Oh, yes. I, I like, hate you don't it. want closure. Like, think about it. If somebody dumped you and you weren't ready for the relationship to end – you're probably seeking to convince them that they should be with you. And, like, I say this from someone who has been there, done that, will probably do it again in the future. Who knows? Like, I've done the thing where I'm trying to – like I said, I've tried to find what's wrong with me. I've tried to find what I've done wrong. I've tried to find what I'm not to them that I could be, you know. Like, you know, was it that one time that I, you know, laughed and some snot came out of my nose? Was it (laughs) – the time was it the fact that I like talk too much about myself, you know, like truly trying to figure out all the reasons because you're trying to find an answer or a fix so that you can can they'll come back to you, basically. And on the flip side, say if they cheated on you and you fucking hate them, but you just want closure, again, you're either trying to find out what's wrong with you because you're like, well, why did you cheat on me with that person? What's wrong with me? Why are they better? Or you're trying to like prove to them that what they had was so much better than what they've gone to. At the end of the day, I don't think it's ever pure closure that we're seeking.
0: Absolutely. And I would have to absolutely agree. And I think a lot of people listening right now, the penny would have dropped then and they would have been (laughs) like, oh yeah, yeah, no, that story checks out. I wasn't seeking closure. We've just labeled it as closure. And that's why, where I think the absolute crux of the myth is around closure is it's not even what. It doesn't do what it says on the packet. It doesn't mm. close anything. It doesn't. It doesn't feel finite or finished when you get it.
1: Yeah, it just feels yuck, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I can just remember convos where I said everything that I have to, and we've talked about this again as well with the texting the X thing. I'm a big advocate of one text, just one big gross. Long fucking 2,000
0: word magnum opus. <laughs> Call say, all the you
1: to- <laughs> say all the shit you want to say in 1,000 to 3,000 words, no more.
0: And then- is like, this, this This girl's gone mad. We need to cut her off, boys.
1: <laughs> this text now needs to be sent in four increments. It's like a zip file.
0: <laughs> you get an extra little bit on your phone bill, and you're like, no, that was enclosure text. It costs like 75 bucks. <laughs>
1: They have, like, one special carrier, like, (laughs) electricity carrier, specifically for texts that come from Mel Mason. Um, No, but, like, I've sent those texts where I've gotten everything out of my system and then still not felt closure because it's not at the end. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, that's not the outcome that I want. It's I think that life's not clean either. Like, it's just not like that. And people, like, you're talking about a relationship between two people, and people are fucked, as is, as we all know. So, naturally, the outcome is not going to be clean and neat. It's always going to be a bit messy, and there's going to be things that are unspoken and, and things that are kind of confusing or, you know... I don't know. It's just not a thing that you can have closure on, I don't think.
0: And I, I would also mention, and as we have spoken about in this podcast, a lot of people chase closure indirectly. So they talk to the friends, their friends, mm. friends of friends, uh, you know, another parent at the school. It's They're oh God, always yes. like chasing closure, but sort of indirectly. And I would say that is more damaging. I'd rather mm. rock up to someone's house who dumped me half cut knocking on the door, asking why they dumped me, then months of incremental small paper cuts. Like just if you're going to seek closure, just get it done and really like go out and burn that bridge. Like, Go out with a jerry can and set the thing on fire. Do not <laughs> drag energy. it out. Like if you're the kind of person who needs an in inverted commas closure, go get it. But yeah. Be prepared to be absolutely like you're gonna have to burn it to the ground. Don't just yep. go seeking closure in little tiny increments to everyone you know. Oh hey, like, oh, Ooh. so what's what's Matt up to? Like, um, have you seen him around? Do not do that. No. Uh-huh.
1: And absolutely don't go out on the town with, inverted commas, the girls, a.k.a. other girlfriends of boys oh. that are friends with your ex or whatever, mm. or guys that are friends with your ex, whatever it is, and go fucking go to drinks and then just start being like, What's, what, why did he do it? But, like, why? Like, we were so good. Why did she do it? No, don't. That is so – and you know what the worst is? And, like, again, it's not humiliating to be human Everyone hurts and hurt makes you do dumb shit and don't feel bad, right?
0: we big advocate of that th- here.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like next time you think about doing something like that though, think about how it would be, because he's going to hear about it or she's going to hear about it, think about how it would be for like imagine their mental state and their attitude when they hear about that they're going to be like ash said pity it's going to be a state of pity or annoyance and that's just gross like you don't want to oh like it's the worst feeling and then you would much rather
0: you uh, i guess get self-affirming closure you close it yourself you don't need someone else to close it just get up and shut the bloody door yourself I remember yep. my Nana, she used to always have like little post-its stuck up in the, um in the bathroom on the back of the door. I know it was like the equivalent of people <laughs> reading a magazine in the loo. Anyway, so she had this, <laughs> she had this post-it and it, I always remember it, it said, don't wait for the light to appear at the tunnel, walk down there and light the bloody thing yourself. Aww, and Nanny's wisdom on that post-it on the back of the loo door always stayed with me because it's true. Like. Don't always wait for someone to come and fix you and give you the solution. Like You're not going to get the solution you want. Just go yeah. and solve it yourself.
1: Yes, very much. And I think closure is moving on. Closure is you choosing to move forward every day. It's The times I've felt proper closure is when I have stopped looking backwards and stopped thinking about like, you know, and not not stop thinking about that person because the process of moving on is being sad and crying and having like watching shitty rom-coms and sometimes talking to your friends about it and whatever. But, but every day going, I'm moving forward and I'm like actively moving on. I am going on dates again. I am doing things for myself. I am deleting their number out of my phone. I am not going to hang out with the, those mutual friends for a while until I'm really genuinely over it. You know, all of that shit, eventually you get to a point where you have moved on and then you have your, essentially your closure because you start realising things like, "I hate <laughs> this poor guy, but last year I was so upset about this situation. But now looking back at it, it's like I have so much more clarity on it. around, you know, Why it didn't work. And it's not that it didn't work. It never doesn't work because you were perfect for each other and one of you was stupid. It didn't work because one of you just wasn't as invested as the other. And that's fine. Like it's okay. And you just get to this point where you're like, oh, like that was a fun time then. It hurt me because I wanted it to be something that it wasn't. Not that I wanted something. That it could have been. It was never going to be that thing that you thought it was going to be because the other person wasn't in that place, and that's fine. And you just realize that, and you just get this like, not even a moment. I feel like it just happens. Hey, like you just get to like it's somewhere along the line, you know, well, it well, just fades out.
0: Time provides a clarity that you can like. You cannot see clearly when you're in it, and that is that goes for all kinds of very uh, emotionally charged situations in your life. You can't see. You can't see clearly because your mind is just so racing, so boggled with all of this emotion and thoughts. They're racing around your head. So giving yourself time as well, like instead of seeking immediate closure, just try time instead. Give it some time. Just pump the brakes as hard as it is and as tempting as it is to just solve everything and get it done and tick things off your list if you're a bit A-type like myself pump
1: the brakes and and sitting you know my psych always says sit with a discomfort and that, like oh that's a big yeah one. right like we so often we try like we push against it and we try to fix it and solve it and it's like sometimes you just need to sit and let it like feel sad without needing to text them feel heartbroken and go this is a natural feeling and it will pass and you know um there will be a point where I think of them less and less and there will be a point where, and this is another thing I was going to say, which I think Georgia Love touched on when we talked to her. I think the hard thing is people often say things to you like there's better fish in the sea or there's like better stuff in the future. And like, you're going to meet even better people. And I think when you're in the middle of heartbreak, because you feel like something ended that shouldn't have ended, you, you're like, there's nothing better. This was the best thing. And then it makes you feel worse. Like you almost feel like really depressed because you're like, no, nothing could be better than this. But I actually don't think you, meet, you find better stuff. I think you just find new and different great things. So equally as amazing, like, you know, like obviously I have a partner now. We have a great relationship. It's very different to other relationships that I've had that were great at the time where I got my heart broken or I you know, whatever happened. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's not like you're constantly climbing this ladder where every single step is a better and better person or anything. No way. It's like way. you're meeting new people and they're a different person and you're going to have a new different connection with them and that's what's so exciting about life is like, you know, you may – that thing was great and you were really invested in it and you were really in love and that's a wonderful experience that you had. You will meet another person and you will fall in love again and you will have another amazing relationship it just won't look the same or be like the same but better do you know what I mean it'll be different but you'll be it's really hard to explain but I think anyone that knows that's gone through oh heartbreak yeah. and met someone new and fallen in love again knows what I mean it's not you know it's not like I'm climbing up a hill through life and every step is better and better and better until I die it's like life is this weird Tapestry of different events and you move I don't know. It's that's what's good about life.
0: But it's true. Like just let let that be your comfort and your closure. Like just remember last time, whenever I've had my heart broken, I always think about the last time I had my heart yes. broken and then I got over that. It's like we are so much more resilient than we give ourselves credit to. And when you know, when the chips are down and you're feeling pretty damn shitty you seem to forget how strong you are and you seem to forget the support network that you can call mm-hmm. upon. And I think it's really valuable instead of seeking closure, I would seek comfort.
1: Yeah. And don't you feel like those times, like that's such a good point because, yeah, like think about how you, you, you've you been heartbroken before, you've had disappointment before, but don't you feel like in those times you thought there's nothing like this is just the shittest thing ever and I'll never get over it. And then you do, but it's like, we forget that we did. Yeah. It's,
0: it's similar to, I always find this really weird and I can't speak to it personally, but when mothers always say, Oh, you forget all the pain when you have them up. Cause I'm like, how did you have that screaming, kicking nine pound baby like cut or pushed out of your body? And then in inverted commas forgot about the pain. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, babes, that sounds pretty painful. But, I mean, hey, I get it sometimes when you frame it this way. You do forget yeah. about the pain of heartbreak when you fall in love again.
1: You do. And, and yeah. do you feel like, yeah, like you've had, like you'll have a relationship and or even a, just a dating thing where it feels like this is, like, the best thing ever and then you meet that next person and it's different the best thing ever if that makes sense
0: totally and it's different it's everything i, I mean it's different f- it's the best thing for different reasons yeah it's like foods they're all different for different reasons but they're yeah. all good that, that is, is
1: it she's nailed it i've nailed got it a guys metaphor in there we needed a metaphor in there Just to, to end uh, this episode it made
0: absolutely no sense uh, <laughs> thanks for sticking with us for another season guys it has been our absolute pleasure speaking to you guys um We've got a beautiful little community now across Facebook, Instagram, and occasionally when the pubs are open at the pub. <laughs> yes.
1: We yeah. love when you come say hi to us. We love it. It really lights it. our fire. It really, Honestly, it does, though, because I think it's just like I'm still just so shocked anyone listens to this willingly, but we love it. Please keep doing it. Recommend it to your friends. Yes. I get so many people now that are like, oh, I've got a friend. She's going through a breakup, and I've recommended the podcast to her because I feel like we um, – we do talk a lot about heartaches. I think that's the hardest part of dating, to be honest, is the, the disappointment. Like we've always said, the disappointments and the heartache, and it, and it can be from anything. So I think you know, recommend it to your friends. Yeah, and we're still going to be online.
0: So jump in the group, the Facebook group, Jeans and a Nice Top Podcast, or DM us on Instagram. We're still around. We'd love to chat, and we're looking really forward to bringing you some fresh apps soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks for guys. listening. Bye. Bye.